be super ready to invest the next 10 years, 15 years in building this. Because if you start with the aim to, oh my God, I'm going to have a great exit or I'm going to sell it, right? I think people see through these things, right? And, and it's really about figuring out whether this is for you or if it's not. If it is, I think 100% drop everything, go ahead and do it, you will not regret it. I think regret is way worse than failure. Hey everybody, what's good? Welcome back to the Next Move podcast. And if this is your first time on the show, we're a podcast that shares the strategies, stories, and tools behind people who are making an impact in their field. And today I have none other than Ragini Das, who's the co-founder of Leap.club, who on a mission to get more women into leadership positions through creating a powerful professional network. And today we're not really gonna get into too much of the startup. But we're going to touch on it, but we're really going to get into what is it like to be in the midst of starting something new, of starting a new business, all the stresses that come along with it. How does it feel on a day-to-day basis? And a lot of people that I've had on the podcast so far, a lot of the entrepreneurs are looking back four to five years, right? So they can't really tell you exactly how it felt to be in that moment. On top of that, we're in the middle of COVID, we're in the middle of a pandemic. So I think that kind of just makes it doubly as hard. So I'm very excited to get into it. I'm so happy that we're finally getting this done. Finally. I know, I know. I think it's it's long overdue, but uh, very, very glad to be here. Awesome. So like I was saying, I I really want to get into what is it like to feel and what does it feel like to, to start something completely from scratch? But before we do that, let's get into the story a little bit. You left Zomato, a very fast growing startup, almost a corporate at this point, and I just want to know what was the thinking behind leaving and what, what it, was it tough leaving to, to make that decision to leave a ship that is, is soaring, that is going super fast and growing very fast to do your own thing? Yeah, so, so I think uh, obviously it was a tough decision. I think everyone who knows me completely, they, my friends used to call me Zomato, right? Like my friends and family would call me that. and. Uh, I think, of course, it was a very, very tough decision because, of course, it was like, I love the role. I love what I was doing. I think it was there for six plus years. So nothing, like everything was going right for me, right? But I think uh, when we started, when Anand was my co-founder and he was also my boss at Zomato. So when he and I started talking about how professional networking and how, you know, L&D primarily was largely broken. And I think it was a decently strong vision to kind of go after. But I think when we finally decided that, you know, this was like we're building this product for women and, and that's our TG and the mission kind of shaped up and our mission is, by the way, more women in leadership positions, like you mentioned, right? And I think when all of that came together, I think that, that was my cue, right? I, I knew it was strong enough for me to leave everything and, and do this full time. And I think the last year, exactly this time is when we just started kind of researching. We just, start, we just started talking about it, but I had no idea we'd be here, literally. <laughs> and I'm wondering, because there's a lot of people who work for companies, startups, whatever they're doing, they're in that safe, comfortable position and they're growing, right? But when you have this mission and you're saying that I want to get more women into leadership positions, how do you actually, again, uh, excuse the pun, take the leap to, to go ahead and actually start your own thing? Because you're leaving behind safety, right? You're leaving behind comfort to do something completely new. What kind of made you make that jump? So I think, uh, like, I genuinely, you know, people used to keep asking me that, uh, will you 
ever become an entrepreneur? When will you ever start something of your own? Is it a job throughout? And I think two years back, I didn't have an answer. I was like, I don't think I have that idea yet, right? I, I don't have that uh, idea yet. And, and it's, it's not big enough for me to literally leave everything behind and go do it. And I think when it comes to you, you look, you, you immediately know. And I think at the end of the day, it, it of course has to make business sense because passion will not pay bills. Uh, but when you know that there's something strong enough for you to leave everything behind and go and do it, I think you will. Did you have any fears of of the start? Like, you know, is this not going to work? Is, you know, is this idea actually make sense? And how did you go to validate those fears and, and make sure that you guys would actually, you know, kick off successfully? I think even before we took the leap, literally, right? I think we spoke to almost 400 people. We asked them to like two, three very, very basic questions. We asked them what they do for the professional growth. We asked them what they, what is it that they need, right? And I think primarily what came out and what stood out was, I think what people needed was a stronger professional network. People spoke about coaching. They spoke about mental wellness. They spoke about just having this support system of people they can, you know, discuss that last five to ten percent of their professional life with. And uh, I think. That's when the entire idea started shaping up. And I think initially when we started talking to people, uh, we started speaking to potential members, et cetera, I think, and we, we already knew that it was something that was really missing and it was a go. And of course, add a pandemic to the mix, it's, it's not easy at all. But, uh, but, but, but yeah, I think oh, we were pretty much on, on, on track with what we wanted to do. Anything looking back, you know, for new entrepreneurs that you would have told yourself and any advice that you would tell yourself to actually kick things off and get things going? I think, I think if, if you ask me if I do things differently, I don't mm -hmm. think I would. I think every single day that I've spent in the last now almost like you said, I think nine to 10 months, right? I, I think I do the exact same thing, but I think my biggest lesson and my biggest learning that come out, especially in the last six months, is, is that don't waste time worrying about things that aren't in your control. I think worry about things that are in your control and then give your best there, right? So I think I potentially could have saved a couple of strands of gray hair maybe, but I didn't expect any of the things that happened, if you truly mm -hmm. ask me, right? Mm -hmm. I think uh, you can read about it, you can read all the books, you can listen to all the podcasts, you can listen to all the people you want, but I think uh, experience is a completely different thing, right? And I think, uh, not to say I was shocked to find out what happened and all of that, but, but I think lots of off the job learning, right? Beyond, of course, everything that you learn on the job when it comes to the business in general. I think uh, mm -hmm. today uh, I appreciate my personal freedom a lot more. I care a lot more about time. And I think today I truly realize that time is money. Uh, your brain just never switches off. I think last night mm -hmm. I was working till 2 at 6 a.m. I'm up sitting and making notes. Right. So, so I think you're constantly brainstorming and there's literally no stopping. Uh, everything today becomes a productivity challenge. I think you want to make everything as efficient as possible. Uh, yeah, I think you respect people a lot more. Mm -hmm. You respect people who work hard a lot more and, and value good people. Right. And I think uh, at the end of the day, and like I said on your mini podcast, I think eventually it's also a very, very lonely journey which mm -hmm. you only experience once you're in it. You, you talked about time and I think time is, is my most interesting thing. How are you able to push those 18 hours days? Like when you woke up today, weren't you feeling awful? Because if I sleep anything less than eight hours, I, I feel awful. So how are you overcoming that pain to 
continue on what you were what you're trying to do first of all i don't recommend it in our hours of work at all and i think yeah. everyone reaches that burnout and everyone reaches that point where you know and as a first any any normal human being would do that but at the same time i think what makes me really get up in the morning for the lack of a better word and 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 be at it is the mission right i i genuinely enjoy what i'm doing and not to say what i was doing 5 years ago is not something i enjoyed of course i did but i think this is something uh that you're building for yourself so you want to give it 100% i genuinely also feel i think just just where we are right now uh, as a as not just as a country i think even globally i think i, I think having this problem is a great problem to have right? Uh, right there's enough to do there's enough work there is enough work for you to stress about and and i think that's a real privilege but how do you stay productive for 18 hours right like what what do you do you're going on from you know 6 to 8 to 10 to 12 it's getting dark out it's it's past midnight how are you still able to focus on what you're doing is there any like tools techniques that you do to make sure that you stay on on track so i think luckily for me it's it's not like i have to work too hard to wake up at 6 a.m right mm-hmm. i think my body clock is such an personal decision i took a couple of years ago of starting my day relatively early and and not to say that 6 a.m is when i open my laptop i think the first two hours of my day pretty much i i spend i don't know listening to music or or you know just watching plants or reading a book or doing yoga it it could be anything right? right do literally anything that makes you happy and and then of course your day starts you pretty much chalk out your entire day and then we're back at work so so i think i'm i'm in office at at 10 and uh, that's when the entire thing starts right and i think this taking enough a uh, screen breaks uh, right. taking 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 enough time to you know i think i think just go off work for, even if it's for 5 minutes even if for 10 minutes right i think that's super super important and i think cultivating like a quick fitness regime in your day is something that really really helps as well right and i think uh, mm-hmm. do i do it effectively in every day no yeah. i'd be lying if i say i do but do mm-hmm. i try i try right and i think uh, there there are days it doesn't happen and i think those days are slightly lousy uh you can't get up and be a shark every day but i think on mm-hmm. most days of an entrepreneur unfortunately you have to because people are looking up to you and and i think i think that's what keeps me going as well do you do you think that starting a business requires 18 hours a day and i cuz i i asked this because so many people that i've interviewed say the same thing it's like morning to night you're non stop and that's the only thing you think about is there ways to optimize your time and potentially work smarter and not harder or do you think it just requires those hours to get even the little things done i don't think it requires there is some amount of passion to play there right mm-hmm. you want to be thinking about those things uh, mm-hmm. i think about it because i genuinely want to solve problem x or problem y or i genuinely mm-hmm. think abc requires my attention which is why i'm thinking about it uh my business is not going to break if i don't think about it for two hours you know it's something that that you constantly do and i think one should also constantly try to take a break because like i said earlier i think that burnout is real right mm-hmm. and i think it happened to me two weeks back because i think the entire year i think ever since sleep started i hadn't take a single day off right and i think you don't treat sundays like sundays because even then you're constantly thinking right your your tv could be on but you're making notes right you could be out on a walk but you're thinking about okay what am i doing tomorrow 
right? And mm. I think it's just something that happened. Uh, having said that, I think just just taking out time for things that take your mind off work and that something that genuinely lets you switch off is also super super important. And it could be anything. It does not. There is no one tip or there's no one trick. I think it's very very different for different people. I I could choose to spend time with a loved one. I could choose to read. I could choose to go for a massage. I could. I mean, in a post-COVID world, but yeah. uh, you know, I think you can choose to do anything that truly makes you happy and helps you take that time off. And I, I want to ask, you know, what does burnout feel like? Because you know, you, you're working seven days a week for a year, 20 hours a day, or wh whatever it is. What does it actually feel like to hit that wall where, you're like, I just can't do anything more? It's terrible. I think your body gives up, right? And and mm -hmm. I, like I said, I think uh, it did happen to me, and I genuinely thought. Two years ago, if you asked me, I genuinely thought there was no way I could work harder at a job than I did at Zomato. But mm. I think Leap has completely changed how I look at that. I think, uh, uh, do I still enjoy doing it? Do I still want to do it? Do I still want to put in those hours? 100%, right? But at the same time, I think not taking those breaks will lead to that burnout. And I think it, and it could be anything, right? You just don't feel like getting up from your bed then. Or your body gives up, right? It could be anything. And I think which is when I decided I just drove to Jaipur and I think and I went and stayed in a tree house. And it was two days. It was nothing, right? Wow. But I think just those two days of just cycling or like reading or you know like just getting a drink with a friend. I think like even that was so therapeutic for the lack of a better mm -hmm. word. And and I think when I was back, I was I was back in full form. And and I think which is why also taking those constant breaks, even if it's once in a month, right, is super, super important. Yeah. I haven't seen my parents in the last one year and, and, and I'm going to see them next month because I know how important that is. Well, I think, you know, that's, that's kind of the big thing that people don't talk about too much. And thank you for sharing that because it's, it's all seemed as, you know, sexy, you're having coffee, you're drinking, you know, you're, you're nonstop all the time and it's just glitz and glamour, but it's actually just like it's tough on your body. It's not easy for your stress, for your mental health, for anything to yeah. be pushing so hard. I want to get into some of your things that you talked about yoga and exercise. And you also talked about that on my, on my mini podcast. I just want to ask you, are there specific things that you do, you know, when you're working out to keep yourself fit or like when you're working, do you do 10 sit-ups or 10 push-ups in the middle to take a break and get your body going? Is there anything like that? So, so I'm the worst person to talk about it, like I keep saying, because I think I have the most unhealthy lifestyle. But but I think mm. for me, fitness is very personal, right? Um, mm -hmm. For someone, it could be going to the gym. For someone, it could be yoga. For someone, it could just be stretching. It could be a run. It could be a jog. It can be anything. So I think for me, it depends on the day. There are days I'm, I'm, I'm up and about and I want to do yoga. I want to do a Surya Namaskar. There are days I don't want to do anything. There are days I just want to say watch TV, right? Or I just mm -hmm. want to go for a jog. There are days, of course, you're so stressed out and, and, and you know, a run is what kind of solves it. So, so it could be anything. Uh, there is no right or wrong answer here. But I think taking out time for that little bit of stretch, for the lack of a better word, also uh, could, could help. And, and, and like I said, it's very, very personal. It's, it's literally what works for you. For some people, it's football. Um, right. for some people, for a lot of people in Gurgaon skies, uh, but mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's, it's literally what kind of floats your boat, but whatever it is, right? I think 
taking that time out for it is super super important and i think productivity is very 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 related uh, to it as well and i think there are days when i work out and i come to work and and my days are 10 times more productive mm-hmm. so, so yeah and that that's really interesting to me because i agree i think that physical activity is the only way that you really feel sharp and i want to ask you because this just came to my head why are you why do you push so hard like you know and for someone who's who's starting their own thing right anybody who's looking to do it i think something that's tough is to set your own deadline and meet it right because there's no boss looking over you there's no threat to lose your job it's your thing it's your freedom it's your flexibility so how do you create that purpose to push and create your own deadlines and you have to meet them and pushing off of that is what, why do you why are you pushing so hard for a lot of people it's it's the self pressure right mm-hmm. i think you want to constantly be the best version of yourself and and obviously nothing wrong with that but at the same time i think it's also important to like you said not push so hard that you're constantly undermining yourself or you're constantly thinking it's not good enough right so, so i think setting very very reasonable targets is very important and i think i'm a 100% checklist person i i have a i have everything on my calendar right from drinking water to finishing a task to calling somebody to everything right i think everything for me is on my calendar but i think something that's really worked for me in the last one year and i've not been doing it since forever but i think specifically in the last one year what i've tried to do is i have tried to put buckets and and assign time slots to stuff that i'm spending time on right so let's assume i have to do x i have exactly 30 minutes for it or i have exactly 45 minutes for it or this is not going to take more than 5 minutes and i shouldn't be spending more than 5 minutes right i think just prioritizing your day in a way where it's in your control is is super important if you're going to make a 50 thing checklist you're not going to cross it off ever right and then for you at the end of the day oh my god i disappointed myself today i haven't finished this day two same thing happens cuz you add another thirty thing right and i think mm-hmm. that that's something that nobody should get into and and uh, i've unfortunately been in that boat right so so i think today i just just the person i am i try to set very very reasonable goals uh, do i still think i can do better of course 100% i think everyone's like that but uh, but but yeah i think i think that's something that's really really helped me last couple of months almost a year and and how do you prioritize what gets on to that to do list right there's so many things how do you pick which ones are actually getting in so i think anything uh that's going to break if it does not happen uh for me is absolutely p1 and i think that's something that that i'm trying and and of course there are still because i think as an entrepreneur there is no x task right you're supposed to pay the bills you're supposed to dispense salaries you're supposed to uh, manage whatever piece of the business you're managing so so there is no this is not important and that is important i think prioritizing ruthlessly is very very important and i think uh, for me uh, depending on what the tasks are and and depending on the impact it has if the impact is going to be delta which is going to have a huge impact if i don't do it that's definitely p1 for me right at, at the same time i think if someone else's work is dependent on my giving a green signal or my contribution or my whatever right i think 
that for me is also super super important to kind of keep in mind because the last thing i want is someone else's checklist uh, getting getting uh, missed because of me and uh, this again this just came to my mind when you start to employ people for your company right how, how much pressure do you feel that they're they're working for you right like if you don't do well they could be unemployed like that feels like it would be a lot of pressure it's a lot of pressure you said it <laughs> i think i think two things here i think i think finding good people is a very very important like i said earlier i think what i've also learned over the last you know 7 to 8 months and it's not a lot of time but i think you value work ethic a lot more and you value good people a lot more, right and you value of course people who work smart but also hard a lot more right and i think uh, it is a lot of pressure because constantly you're think especially now more than ever you're constantly thinking that you have to be at it because and not to say that jobs are on the line because they're all smart people and not like that they're not going to have a job it just in case this doesn't work out but of course i think uh, you obviously want to make it work mostly for them uh, more than for yourself because i think these nice. are people who took a bet on you when you were nothing right and i think uh, we we were two people today we are 16 people uh We're we're you know decent co-working space, and I think uh, mm-hmm. I think lots to be thankful for, and I don't think we would have come this far without them. People who are looking to start businesses, you know, everybody is very interested in in the fr- flexibility, the freedom, and the allure that Instagram tells us it is. Now, it's COVID though, and everything is different. Everything is crazy. If someone came to you asking you. you know do you think i should start a business what, what would you say i have a very unconventional answer here uh, i think i think uh, okay. of course having that risk appetite is super important right before you take that leap uh, the media like you said of course has this way of glorifying this entire entrepreneurial lifestyle because from the outside it's amazing you read the news articles you see instagram like you said or you see your post on linkedin but i think inside it's a very very different story i think something that that and, and i'm just kind of quoting sages from loom ventures here and we did like a master class with him at least you know a couple of weeks ago and and he, and he spoke about how one should actually constantly focus on the problem that they're trying to solve versus oh my god how big is my market size or uh, what are competitors doing or you know and of course these things are super super important but what is your plan to get ahead in this game right and i think be super ready to invest the next 10 years 15 years in building this because if you start with the aim to oh my god i'm going to have a great exit or i'm going to sell it right i think people see through these things right and and it's really about figuring out whether this is for you or if it's not if it is I think 100% drop everything go ahead and do it you will not regret it I think regret is way worse than failure uh but it's also okay if it's not right because I think uh and India has this habit and not just India I think globally we have this habit of you know just kind of glorifying the mark zuckerbergs or or the you know deep carvers or the defender goyals of the world but the world equally needs a sheryl sandberg or equally needs an indra noy right and it's okay to be a very very solid leader and not a founder right so really depends on what path you want to take 
and and there is no right and wrong answer here but but if you have it in you you have that risk appetite it's something you really want to do 100% go ahead and do it what well, do you really look 15 years in advance like you you've dedicated your next 15 years i've given my next 10 years i've given my next years <laughs> and i think this is something that okay. i knew and i got into uh like you said i think mm-hmm. i think uh, leaving a decent job and 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 doing this is not easy right i think uh, it mm-hmm. comes with a lot of responsibilities but, but you also need to understand that financially it's a huge responsibility right you're not going to be making the mm-hmm. money you were making earlier right so are you are you secure enough for the next couple of years to live this life uh I think I think that's a question you need to answer for yourself because I think I lucked out. I think I have super, super, super supportive parents who are not like, oh no, you have to do a job. Are you sure you want to take the risk? I I, I don't have this marriage pressure, etc. But I don't think everyone lucks out that way, right? So it really depends on what boat you're in, really, and and if you can go ahead and take that plunge for yourself. No, I I really like what you've said there because if you if you think about COVID, it, it's a very short term well, hopefully it's a short term thing it's like one year hopefully less than one year <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. but if you if you're thinking 10 years down the line right and you're starting something that's just a little blip it's not it's not going to be the end all be all so you can still go ahead and start something if if you're looking 10 years down the line and that's that's really powerful to be honest yeah. i kind of want to jump into some quick fire questions to kind of close things up And one of the first things I like to ask is what are your favorite books or movies or documentaries? So I think when it comes to books I think there are a few I think uh primarily right now it's it's all non-fiction and I think mm-hmm. the easy answers are the hard thing about hard things etc but I think something I uh, very recently I think this year discovered is something called principles by Ray Dalio which is right. a very very solid read I think uh, movies I have zero time to watch nowadays but I think I recently saw the Ruth Bader Ginsburg documentary which I thought is super powerful I think uh, very very inspiring as well I do have a couple of podcast recommendations beyond yours <laughs> I think I think I think 100x entrepreneur closer to home is very very solid I think the Tony mm-hmm. Robbins podcast is pretty solid as well and I think all these podcasts are also very very inspiring i think every morning when when i listen to music and when i do all of that i think i try to include a podcast or two in my morning routine also because i think it just gives you that 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 winning feeling right that i think if people are doing it why not me and i think that's very very uh inspiring and powerful as well right and i i like to ask this question as well it's Do you have any hobbies or obsessions that you do that other people are like, you know, this is weird as hell. Why do you do that? I obsess about work a lot. Mm. <laughs> and and that is a very very weird thing, right? So so I think when mm-hmm. you ask me why do you work 18 hours or if anyone asks me why do you work so hard, it's because I genuinely enjoy it. As a kid I was someone who genuinely enjoyed writing exams and not to say I was a nerd because wow. I was not like a topper right but mm. but I think I genuinely enjoyed studying and then I think uh, yeah I think I, I think that's my weird obsession that I obsess a lot about work I'm constantly thinking about it last night I dreamt about it and that's what I was telling the team right now I think I I dreamt about something and at 6 a.m. I messaged them saying 
oh my god we should do this also right so so i think mm -hmm. yeah yeah i think i think that's my weird quirk <laughs> nice and just one more thing and i know you've touched on a few of these but are there any non-negotiable habits that you have to do i know you said music um you know is there and you're you're watering your plants is there anything else in your day that has to get done my two hours in the morning uh, hmm. just not opening my laptop and i think the worst thing uh anyone can do right now is just get up go to the shower go to work i think you're just starting your day super dull and i think mm -hmm. for me like i said i think taking those two hours out is very very important taking out some time to read three pages of a book is super super important i think uh, meditation is something i try i don't very very religiously do uh, mm -hmm. I, I i should but 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 yeah i think those those are my couple of things that that has to happen every single day uh, otherwise I, otherwise my 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 day goes for it all <laughs> unfortunately also true for sunday by the way which mm. which is is not something i enjoy uh, right. but 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 yeah i think it it comes with a package <laughs> and i just have one more question do you do you ever sleep in past 6 or 6:30 uh i do i have okay. days when i do uh okay. but 7:30 would be my cutoff like i have to get out the bed i mean and i i don't push myself to do it if if that's your mm -hmm. question right i yeah. think if i if i need another hour i need another hour right mm -hmm. but i'm i'm also the old lady who likes likes to sleep in early a little bit so mm -hmm. so yeah i think i think the 12 or the 1 o'clock sleeping is once in a while when there is a lot of work or there is stuff to do but otherwise i i also like to go to bed by 10:30 max level ragni thank you so much for coming no, on no, the podcast i'm so happy I'm, that we did this so i'm so glad it finally happened as well and yes. uh, yeah look look forward to doing some more someday <laughs> Definitely and thank you everybody for tuning into this podcast. I hope you learned something from it. I'm going to put a cheat sheet of everything that Ragni said in the comments below. Make sure to leave any questions for her if you have anything. I'll make sure to forward that along to her. So thanks again. See you guys in the next one.